Hello and welcome back to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. Uh, we've taken a little extended break here, but we're up, well-rested, ready to go for March, the best month of the year for college basketball. And I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm so excited for this season. I feel like we have a lot of uh, really strong teams uh, at the top, and then everyone else is really competitive, which I feel like is the best recipe for a exciting and high-level uh, basketball play come tournament time. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this will be the best March Madness in recent history. I mean, obviously two years wow, ago, we didn't have it. You said a recent history. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's like there are just there, – there are going to be six and seven and eight seeds that have the talent to beat one and two seeds for sure and route one and two seeds and three seeds. I mean, this Final Four, like, obviously it's never going to be four one seeds, but this is a year that it feels like – some double-digit seeds could make some runs. Some four and five seeds could be legit title contenders. I mean, I am so excited. Yeah, and we'll go into this a little bit in our conference breakdowns we'll do, but um, I really like, actually, seeds five through nine this year. I think there's a lot of strong teams who um, maybe had some struggles on the road in various conferences, uh, which is ultimately why some of these records look a little bit more skewed than they usually do, especially in the SEC, Big 12, Big 10. Oh, I think, yeah, Big 10 and SEC for sure. Big, yeah, yeah, all really. With that being said, we're recording this right now on Tuesday the 8th, so uh, the first rounds of a lot of these um, Power 5 tournaments have just begun. And so with that, we're going to be doing our predictions, picks, uh, teams to look out for, uh, players to look out for in the various conference tournaments this week. And what that means comes seeding time with the bracket uh, later on in the month. Let's start with, I feel like it's a, it's a underlooked conference that could possibly have uh, probably two bids at this point, And it's the American uh, conference. Um, what are your thoughts on maybe first your pick to win the conference and then possible tournament teams uh, who you think are in a good position to secure bids? Yeah, so I think there are three teams in this conference that have a chance at the conference championship, uh, and those are Houston, SMU, and Memphis. I think all three will make the NCAA tournament, regardless of who wins the conference. I would be pretty shocked if anyone besides those three win, because they would probably have to pull off not one, but two very solid upsets. Um, this is definitely going to be a little bit of a hot take, but I'm going to take Memphis to win the American Conference. Um, just, you know, this is the preseason team that everyone thought would be the team in this conference. They they were like a top, I think, 10-rated team in the preseason. Um, they have two of the best five, 10 freshmen in the country, um, and, and Duran and Bates, um, you know, who have both been, been playing pretty well. I believe they've won like – 10 of the last 11 or something with the only loss being uh, a road loss to undefeated at home SMU. Uh, I mean, I, I won't, I won't take everything. I'll let you talk about some of these other teams, but defensively uh, Memphis is uh, one, one of, you know, they've sort of dropped off a little bit because they've had some, some rough stretches, but uh, in terms of what teams are hot uh, in terms of, you know, teams that are better than their record, teams that are better than their probably, you know, 10, 11 seed uh, bubble teams. They, like, if I'm a six seed, I would want to avoid playing 11 seed in Memphis like fire. Yeah, it just yeah, kind of add on to that. Um, something that I feel is interesting about this Memphis team um, is that Imani Bates, who's been injured now for I feel like a couple of, uh, at least I think a month now, um, it has been playing. And they've honestly looked like a different team. Um, they also got DeAndre Williams back, who has been a huge part of their recent success. Um, and just going along with maybe my pick for the conference, I agree with you. I think Memphis also wins. Um, another interesting thing to note is that Memphis beat Houston two times already this season. And uh, if you look at data collected since 2010 in college basketball, uh, the team who's won the previous two meetings has a 70% chance of beating the team a third time. And so I feel like there's this fallacy that goes around like, oh, it's hard to beat the same team three times. Well, 
it actually is easier to beat a team three times and more than more than likely than not uh the team who's won already is going to win again um i think houston personally is fool's gold a little bit um they have really solid efficiency numbers but their recent play hasn't been as strong of course they are coming off the end of season loss to memphis but just in terms of their resume um right now they have one quadrant one win they have four quadrant one losses and they have one quadrant two loss of course they're perfect in quadrant three and quadrant four but that resume doesn't stack up as well as their efficiency numbers show uh we were talking about this before before the podcast but i gave i gave you a uh, a blind test between that record and the record of murray state who has i think three more two more quad one wins and again doesn't have any quad three or four losses and so i think houston again like they've been injured for a lot of the years so i think that is one aspect of of why the resume isn't as strong but i think memphis matches up really well uh another team in this conference that might have a shot is i think uh ucf and cincinnati are two teams that are really up and down um and cincinnati seemingly always gets into this american championship game i think they've been in it like the past three years so i mean there, those are some teams to look out for i disagree with the fact that the conference has three bids right now i would say smu is on the on the outside looking in on the bubble i think they need a couple of big wins at least one over houston or, or memphis to um try to secure a spot and personally i think memphis is um right now in the playing game as an 11 seed i think they've done enough work to get to that point but i don't think they're like in the field per se um again like if they beat houston another time and don't falter um don't have like a second round or first lo- first round exit in the tournament. I think that they're a lock for maybe like a 10 seed or even like a nine seed. But as of now, I have, I have Memphis in my 11 seed playing game in Dayton. I think, I think as long as Memphis and SMU don't like have like embarrassing performances, like if both of them make the semifinal game, I think they're both in. Like right now. So, so you really have SMU. So you have SMU in. I think that's really interesting. I mean, bracket matrix has them in. We'll definitely talk about some of these other at-large potential teams, but, you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean. Are we, we like, disregarding the fact that SMU has a quad four loss? Who is that to? Uh, I believe the quad four loss is to. Uh, Oh, so Loyola Marymount. Yeah. Huh. Home I mean, too. That, that's, that's pretty bad. But it was a really season. Loss. I mean, their their efficiency numbers are pretty good. They're they're fifty five and six. I mean, they're fifty seventh, and I don't know. We'll see. I I, but, I think I would I would be intrigued to see which one of these American teams gets snubbed, or like let's say Memphis gets the playing game. Like I I think that I I it's a hard time imagining a situation where there are three solidly in the field teams from the American conference. Another interesting thing about SMU is I, I think that they're 16 and 0 at home, but six and five on the road, which doesn't bode well for the next, you know, five games that are all going to be on neutral sites. Um, and SMU, that's like a big school in which like their crowd like definitely makes a difference. That'd be interesting. I feel like if SMU does get a bid, it would have to again, beat one of those teams, Houston or Memphis. In some capacity, I think at least that that would secure it. I think I, I don't know about necessarily they have to. I see now, you get an interesting situation if SMU ends up running the table and maybe winning the American tournament, getting the auto bid, and now I feel like Memphis has to start sweating a little bit. A little bit. Right? I still, I agree. I still think they're in. Like the committee is getting, like they're not gonna like the two star freshman with Penny Hardaway coaching. Like they're not. I, I'm looking happen. at bra- Okay, so bracket matrix as of now. I believe they have Memphis. I'm trying to find where they are. They do. They have them at 10. Okay, so they have them at 10. To me, like, I'm looking at the other, like, 11 seeds for the playing games that they have. And, like, again, we're going to talk about this when we talk about the ACC because the ACC is, like, bubble conference. But, like, I would take Memphis over a Miami, a Wake Forest, 
I probably wouldn't take him oh, over. Oh, yeah. Game yeah the, or, all these ACC, we've had this talk like, on the podcast. But yeah, this, but we're right, going to get to that in depth. Because they have three ACC in the 11 team. And like right. I, I have a I have a big problem. We'll talk again. I'm gonna say this is the ACC actually. Um, let's move on to the American Ten Conference. This is another conference that uh, there's a heavy favorite to win the conference tournament in Davison. There's as of now, I feel like I'm ready to put them in the field, win or lose, unless they lose in like a first round matchup in embarrassing fashion. Um, their numbers as of late are are pretty solid. They're 13th in offensive efficiency. Their defense is really bad, but they're 25 and five in the conference. Or overall, they're 15 and three in the conference. They have no real like bad losses. They have one quadrant three loss, but I believe that was on the road. Um, we're on a neutral site, and uh, they have two quadrant one wins. To me, like I would give them a solid chance of getting the field. Um, right now, I'd put them probably at a 10 seed, but again, 10 versus 11 seed. It's it, really no big deal with that. But I think where the conference gets interesting is if one of these other teams ends up winning the tournament and stealing a bid from some of these ACC teams that are on the bubble. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you mentioned Davidson's efficiency numbers. Uh, VCU's efficiency numbers are very interesting because they are nearly the exact opposite. They are 245th in offense, which is like horrendous. But fourth in defensive efficiency. That's crazy. I mean, which like, I don't know, like what happened when David when this VCU played against Davidson? It looks like uh, Davidson I think, won. I think, I think Davidson won. Yeah, Davidson. Won. Davidson won on the road and VCU won on the road. Um, both very close games, pretty low scoring because of this, you know, slow pace. Uh, VCU yeah. plays at just one thing about VCU with regards to like if they deserve maybe a bubble spot or or playing in in Dayton, um, they have some close losses to non conference teams. Like at a neutral site, they lost by eight to Baylor, and they they didn't play as bad. Um, also on a neutral site, they went to OT with Connect with UConn. I think that might take them a little bit far. And then against some of the other teams in the conference, like Dayton, um, VCU split with Dayton. They split with uh, Davison. And I don't know, like, th- to me, this is an interesting team. Torvik has them at a 45% chance of getting a bid um, with a 20% chance as an auto bid. I think, they, like, for VCU to feel comfortable, I feel like they need to at least make the finals in the conference and then hope that one of these bubble teams ends up losing in their own, in their other conference tournaments. But the A-10s, this is why the a 10s always so interesting every year, because there are three teams who can legitimately win this tournament. I mean, Davison's the favorite, but I could definitely see a situation where Dayton ends up making a run or uh, even VCU. I mean, I would even include St. Bonnie's in that conversation. Like, I don't think they're necessarily the same tier, but like, I wouldn't totally count them out. Um, you know, with my with my pick, uh, I'm going to take Davidson. I also don't think VCU is currently in the tournament absent at least a finals run. I kind of think they, even if they make the finals, you know, they would have to, ha- like, if they make the finals, like, they would, like, beating Davidson, then I would say probably. But if they beat Dayton or Bonnie's and make the finals, I don't, I don't really, I mean, this team has some bad losses, like, Wagner at home, Chattanooga at home. I mean, yeah, but they have good wins. They have some good wins. I don't and they, know. they have. They don't have any losses. good non-conference wins, and they played a couple. I mean, they they beat Vanderbilt, but like in Syracuse. But these are like Mickey Mouse non-conference. Okay, can I give? Actually, you know what? I'm, I want some madness. Can I give a a pretty unlikely pick here? But I think they can make some noise regarding like what they've done in the in the past month or so. I think St. Louis is a scary out for really? any of those A-10, A-10 teams. Now, let's see what they've done recently. They are coming off of two wins, one against VCU, uh, one against Rhode Island. They, uh, I mean, they lost to, or they beat Dayton earlier in the month. They had, like, at one point, a seven-game win streak, which is nice to see. They only lost to Auburn by four. 
um, which is really interesting. Their analytics are pretty good too. They beat another possible tournament team in Iona, who I think is going to get a bid by winning their conference. Uh, They beat Boise State, who was on the bubble. Like, there are some good wins. They beat Boston College, another Power 5 team. There are some good wins on this schedule. Like, Again, I mean, they, yeah, I, I don't know the like the exact quad breakdown, but like this resume honestly looks a little bit better than BCU. Like the losses to Belmont and UAB, like those are not great. UMass, yeah, but. it's interesting to look at VCU and compare them to St. Louis because they have like pretty similar resumes, but uh, VCU for some reason is given so much higher odds to make the tournament at an at, at large bid. I think it's just that like. VCU has taken care of, like, these sort of mid-conference games. And, like, you see here, like, St. Louis got these losses to Richmond and, you know, sweep by St. Bonnie's and UMass. And, like, I think that's probably what it breaks down to is just people looking at their conference record. But I agree with you. I think this is an under- And another thing to note is St. Louis is one of the more balanced teams in the A-10. Like, they're right now at 40th in offensive efficiency and 70th in defensive efficiency, whereas – VCU is 237th in offense, third in defense, and Davison we talked about before is really high in offense, bad in defense. So, like, in come tournament time, like, you have to win four games. I like these choices of some, like, balanced teams who have shown that they can win games at neutral sites and have shown that they can beat some of these top seeds in the regular season. Yeah. All right. With that being said, yeah, let's move on to the Big East. Um, this is another like really interesting conference in terms of who we think is going to be able to secure at-large bids. So I just want to hear your opinion first off. Who do you think is going to win the tournament? Um, and then what teams do you think need to do some work to get in as an at-large? I mean, I think Villanova wins this tournament. I don't think that's that controversial to take, despite Providence being ranked higher and despite Providence having more conference wins. I mean, yes, all those things are true, but if you look at these wins, especially recently, I mean, well, recently they lost to Villanova, like, again, on the road, but whatever. But, like, some of these games, beat DePaul by three, beat Butler by one, beat Xavier by single digits. Beat St. John's by four, beat Marquette by two, beat Xavier by three, beat Butler by seven. This is just not like this is like the the flukiest like recipe for a three seed getting knocked off in March Madness that you know I, I've seen. Like their analytics, they're I don't even see like where are they ranked in, in Ken Palm? 36. Yeah, so- oh my god. Um, you know, Nova's ranked 10, they're sixth in offense. When defense is really even, I feel like has been their strong suit a lot of this year. Colin Gillespie, maybe the best point guard in college basketball, definitely in the conversation. I That's mean, debatable. No, I think UConn That's debatable. Um, <laughs> I think UConn is honestly even when they're healthy, a better team than Providence. Um, I think either UConn or Villanova will win uh, this tournament. Uh, I even think Marquette is potentially a dark horse for it. I mean. You know, Shaka Smart's their coach. They've had a pulled off a lot of like random upsets. They're relatively balanced and solid analytically. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, Providence is number one on Ken Palm's buck rating. Not to be like the guy who hates on Providence, but like, I don't know. Um, so, so if yeah. you had to choose the teams as of now that you project to be in the field uh, in two Sundays from now. From the big from the big east, who are you picking? Wait, isn't selection Sunday this Sunday or is it next Sunday? Uh, maybe it is. I, I like honestly like I think I it's this Sunday. It is, it is this, this Sunday. Sunday. It is this Sunday. And um we're gonna have a podcast coming out next week that goes over our picks, but okay, yeah. Yeah, let's go for this. Well, I mean, this is a deep conference. Obviously, Providence will be a high seed, obviously Nova will be a high seed, UConn will probably land land about um, you know. Seeing Hall and Marquette five or six. Um, yeah, I mean these bubble teams like Seton Hall. I mean I, I don't know the detailed resumes of all these, but I, in my opinion, like it feels like Seton Hall, Marquette, UConn, Nova, Providence, probably Creighton. Like Crane, Crane will get in, or I, I think uh, Crane's on the bubble, but I think they'll get in. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. St. John's probably not. Like that's probably the cutoff. Xavier, Xavier's one that. I think has the most to gain out of the conference tournament. Like right now, 
I think Bradrick uh, Brad <laughs> Bracket Matrix has oh, yeah. them as do they have them in the field? Yeah, they have them as the top twelve seed. Wow, that's really interesting. Because I was looking at other rankings for them, and they were on the outside. Well, the thing the about bracket team. matrix is they average all the rankings. They average so them all, yeah. So I, I listen. I think like if I'm a Xavier fan, I'm still not comfortable where we're at right now. Like I feel like Xavier is going to need to win two games in the tournament to get in, which is capable. Like they're a solid team, but they have some really like perplexing losses. <laughs> like this roster's got weird losses all over. Like they lost to DePaul. They lost to St. John's twice. <laughs> they lost to uh Iowa State. And I mean they they're play they play Butler in the I think second round of the conference tournament. So they should win that. Like if they lose that game, then I feel like they're like solidly out. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm looking at the bracket. So they, they play Butler. I think they'll, they'll beat Butler. If they lose, I agree they're out. I mean, the next round they play Providence. Do you think they need a win over Providence? I kind of do. Yeah. I think they do as well. Like just yeah. looking at, like we're going to go through all these conference and all these conference conferences have like these, some of these bubble teams that I mean, it's I the same story every year. Like the top four teams in each of the power six are going to make it. And then after that, it's like a, who got roughed up the least by their road schedule. And yeah. It just, just quickly, my perspective on the big East conference this year is I agree. I think Villanova is the best team. Um, and we might talk about this a little bit later, but Villanova is one of those teams that I feel like is, sneakily like doing their job to maybe get like a two seed come tournament time um i think that they're really scary out like when looking at the three seed i think the three seeds this year are going to be weaker than usual versus the one and two seeds i think are going to be really strong and i think i'll put villanova right up there with those two seeds um their guards are obviously incredible colin gillespie you've touched on it maybe the best guard in college basketball personally there's some I like better, but um, Justin Moore as a wing, uh, Eric Dixon like uh, in the paint, and then you have guys like uh, Slater and Jermaine Samuels who can just kind of do whatever you need. And this team has won. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. They've won eight out of their last nine, and that's like a recipe for a team that's ready to make a run in March. The other thing uh, I'll add to that is I I think. I would include Purdue in that conversation of like, I think they'd be a very strong three seed, but I agree in terms of the rest. I think the four seeds, like, you know, this has Illinois, UCLA, Arkansas, Purdue. I think, I mean, Providence, I think those are like, I, I think besides there's like the top tier, I think we agree on that's like the one and two seeds, except in maybe, you know, maybe there's nine of those teams instead of eight. And then I think there's maybe like another, I think there's a large drop off, and then I think from like three all the way down to like all the six seeds, like those are like all very dangerous teams. Yeah, so I, I think then we should go look at maybe the ACC, and to me, this is the conference I'm tuning into, um, in terms of the conference tournament. Not because I think the level of play is going to be better than the SEC or the <laughs> Big Ten, but because I'm really interested to see what the committee values in this conference because in all honesty like across the board this conference did pretty poorly in the non-conference like when you saw some of these teams miami the notre dames against uh teams not in the acc they all struggled um and then they go to the acc and they beat up on the same guys so i feel like a lot of these uh records are a little bit misleading um and that's you can see that easily by looking at wake forest's record who in bracket matrix is currently projected in the field, but then you look at their records and they're one and four in quadrant one, four and four in quadrant two, and then they have a quadrant three loss. I'm yeah. sorry, but like to me, that's not a tournament roster. That's all I I'm mean, gonna say. That's not a tournament yeah, roster. Yeah, like I'm like visibly cringing looking at some of these losses. Like Notre Dame with like losses to Boston College and like Indiana, another bubble team. I mean, Virginia Tech. Whoa, uh, this is the most egregious. Hold up. Miami has three quadrant three losses. I, you yeah, shouldn't, I do you not shouldn't be allowed in the tournament if you have three quadrant three losses. I'm sorry. Like, 
I honestly like I, I think Duke and North Carolina like feel like the only like these uh, I, Wake Forest and Miami definitely not Notre Dame I think there's a little bit more of a case for uh, but you know with this conference Miami or or Wake Forest or Virginia Tech or Virginia could easily win this conference mm, okay I not okay. I don't know if they have the, can be Duke but they can make the Here's what? what I don't get. Like, I'm looking at Bratrick Matrix, and as of now, the average brackets have Miami as an 11 seed, Wake Forest as an 11 seed, Notre Dame as an 11 seed, okay? And these teams are ahead of teams like, who, in my opinion, have better records, like Xavier, Rutgers, SMU. Um, just those, I mean, those are some of them to speak of. Like I think they that also VCU, Indiana, BYU, Dayton, Oklahoma, Florida. I think all these teams, honestly. Yeah. I mean, even Virginia Tech. Like, like low key. Like, what separates Virginia Tech from these other teams? They, like this, the ACC is like, you know, we can't swear, but a cluster F. I feel like this year a little bit, and like, but like Duke is just so far ahead of the rest of these teams, and I feel like a lot of this is just like. ACC bias, and I hope the committee like sees through it. Yeah, so like, I don't know. You want to hear what I hope for what? in this tournament? I hope that Duke just beats every other team by so much, ends up winning the tournament, and then you're stuck with like teams that just got blown out in their last game, like Virginia Tech getting blown out in the last game, Wake Forest getting blown out. In the I mean, last we game. know North Carolina is going to make it anyway, so I would say even if North Carolina ravages ravage some of this team, it would make, bring a smile on my face. I mean, yeah, I no, don't North Carolina's in. And listen, North Carolina's resume is better. Like, they should go in. Like, I mean, they don't have any quad three losses. They don't have any quad two losses. I mean, they have the elusive quad four loss, which is really <laughs> bad. Um, but it's one game. It's one game. It's one game, and it's it's nice to know that they play teams like Purdue, Tennessee, Kentucky, Michigan. Whereas you look at Wake Forest's schedule, and they've literally played like our children's like Lady of the Poor. <laughs> yeah, okay, hold up. Listen to this non-conference. Okay, William and Mary, Western Carolina, Charleston Southern, North Carolina A and T, Kennesaw State, and Oregon Ooh. State. Excuse me. Yeah. They played VMI. They played the Virginia Military Institute. Who is this? Wake Forest? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I mean, but on the other hand, like, if these teams get seeded as 11 seeds, they'll be, you know, easy bracket picks for the six. These teams shouldn't get in the tournament over no, the I Indiana. Agree. Just for the good of it, yeah. Like, the, this, this Wake Forest is non-conference. Anyways. I mean, really, I mean, you're going to schedule a Big Ten team. Ooh, let's go against Northwestern. Bro, yeah, like, it's so bad. He's playing Rutgers or something. All right, I'm going to go. I, we made it pretty clear on, like, what we think is going to happen. I, I think Duke's going to win. Honestly, like, I think the loss uh, last weekend is one of the better things to happen to Duke because I feel like they really needed a reset. That team is uber talented, and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit later or probably after Selection Sunday for our picks. But I am all aboard Duke. I think that they have the talent to win it all. I think they have the roster construction to win. Um. So I'm expecting them to come out fired up and a little bit embarrassed after that loss uh, at Coach K's final home game. So I expect Duke to, to go on and win and beat whoever they have to play in the championship. I just hope it's not Wake Forest because they don't deserve it. <laughs> I'm with you. It's going to be funny if we get like, we like one, I'm going to like look at the statistics and be like one North Carolina listener. It's going to be the Wake Forest person. Colin, bro. It's going to be Colin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions. Uh, <laughs> you can start with this because you, you've been you've been following it a lot closer. I've kind of been falling asleep during these games a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's three teams that are a heads and shoulders above the rest. Not surprisingly, USC, UCLA, Arizona. Um, Colorado and Oregon are the only other two legitimate basketball teams in this conference. Wait, yeah, hold up. Pause. Know, Do you just call Oregon a legitimate basketball team? Please take that back. I meant, like, when I say legitimate basketball team, I mean, like, the rest are, like, regular league teams. Not like that they're – Oregon has lost three in a row, and, and let me explain what these losses are. <laughs> USC at home. Okay, whatever. I think we thought Isaiah Mobley, too. Okay, that's fine. Washington 
and Washington State by 20 points. Here's a fun fact. Will Richardson, who's leading their team in points per game, assists per game, field goal percentage, played 40 or it was like 35 minutes in the last game and did not score a point. Also, and- I would just like to I would just like to note real quick, so I you can continue that. But I remember at the beginning of the season we were doing our conference previews, and I said that Jacob Young was such a bad transfer to Oregon. It's such a terrible fit. And he literally, I think, does more harm to that team than good. <laughs> He's shooting 28% from three on 85 attempts. So you're telling me this. He has the fourth most attempts on this team and is shooting it at 28%. And plus, he doesn't give, like, any offensive production basically whatsoever. He was such yeah, a Yeah, that's player. really bad. I'm, you know, I'm looking at this team's stats. These are pretty terrible. And the other thing is Will Richardson is out of the Pac-12 tournament. With like some illness that's not COVID, so I, I never mind. Oregon has zero percent chance to win this win, win the conference. Uh, um, honestly, I, I think Wake Forest has a way better claim for the tournament bid than Oregon. So Oregon's done. Like we could stop talking about Oregon in the same sentence as tournament. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Colorado, like they might. Colorado, like they have to win the tournament, which I think they could string together a couple of wins like obviously they're not good enough i mean we saw last year oregon state made that run in the tournament so like it's happened before but colorado will be like my token like oregon state dark horse to win that yeah i agree with you and, and i don't i don't think it's gonna happen I, it you know i mean i i think Arizona or UCLA, in my opinion, will win the tournament. I know you're going to say Arizona, and I'm going to say UCLA, obviously. Um, but you know, this US like there was a this was a huge USC UCLA game recently. Uh, UCLA, you know, won at home. Uh, it was a great game. Um, you know, we really have been pretty injured. Like I think Mick Cronin said, it's like the most injured team he's ever coached. Um, we've had a lot. Like what about last Johnny year? Johnny Juzang fell off a scooter and had to miss like five games. Like, you know, Cody Riley missed like the whole first half of the season. You know, Tiger Campbell got suspended for like going to hang out with a girl or something. Like, it's been, we, we've had struggles. But now I, I really think this team has March experience. They have Pac 12 tournament experience. Hawkins has been like averaging like 35 points a game. That's, I think, he's been averaging like 25 <laughs> points a game the last like five games. I think this team wins the Pac-12. Arizona, super good. I'll let you talk about them. I mean, USC, led by Isaiah Mobley, also really good. Also, will like I think will be definitely underseeded in March Madness. They have around a seven seed right now, uh, with you know a seven seed with like twenty five and six in one of the you know major conferences. Like that's <laughs> major a conferences. Lead. All right, all right. I mean, you know, whatever, but. I, I don't know. Uh, you, you know. Yeah, like, okay, so Arizona is my pick, obviously. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say it before we even start for the other, for the other like, uh, section we're going to do later on. But I'll get it off my chest right now. Like, Arizona's the best team in college basketball. Like, wow. I believe that fully. Uh, I believe, like, they should be the number one overall seed uh, come ranking time. I think they have a better body of work than Gonzaga. Um I think that they have the talent to win the whole thing and not lose a single game in March. I think that uh, they have like two or three of the more underrated players in the country. And some of that's just because they're on the West Coast. And I feel like you would agree with me that there's a lot of really good basketball players who aren't appreciated in the West Coast just because I don't know if it's like timing. I don't know like if it's because like the bottom half of those Pac-12 teams aren't very good, but I mean, like, Kirk Krissa is good. Dalen Terry is good. Like, Omar Balo, transfer from Gonzaga, is so underappreciated. And then you have, like, the big three with Benedict Matherin, uh, Tubelis, and Coloco. But, like, it's these other guys that make that team work so well. And to me, they're Gonzaga lights, but as of now, they're better than Gonzaga. I, I don't know, like, I feel like Gonzaga showed that they can lose to teams who can – uh, like get down and be gritty on defense. Like uh, St. Mary's is a team that, and we'll talk about them maybe a little bit later, but I think they're currently playing. Gonzaga's. Yeah. So they're, are they doing the rematch? I'm talking about the first 
matchup where yeah. where St. Mary's won in, in a high school gym, basically. But uh, St. Mary's, like, they were undersized, and they were just able to bother Timmy and bother Chet Holmgren. And I don't think a team is going to defensively, like, bother, bother Arizona. No team has done it yet. The teams who beat Arizona have just scored 75, 80 points against them, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, when you see they beat Arizona, it was just because, like, uh, Carissa was, like, was like 0 for 14 or something from three, which like isn't going to happen. And I think, I think Arizona and UCLA, I definitely agree with you, are both teams that like have those top three guys. You know, you mentioned it for Arizona, for UCLA, it's choosing Pockets and Campbell. Um, but that have like crazy depth, like which is like what you need in March. Yeah, you but like, I, like Arizona's depth is on a different level. Like UCLA has depth, but like, I mean, with that but being like, said, like I don't trust Peyton Watson. I'd rather, I'd much rather have like, no, you're, it's the guys like Jalen Clark and like Julian Bernard and Cody Riley and Traffic Cohen, Miles Johnson. I don't know. Okay, if Cody Riley's the depth we're talking about, like I'm. Well, no, I don't think Cody. I mean, he's not the depth. He's like the more of the role player guy who's not the one who's going to drop thirty points, but he's the guy who's going to sit there and bother Chet Holmgren. And okay, I don't but know, here's but... here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say about UCLA. Okay, what happens if? Juzang is not able to get a shot at the mid-range, and Yakuas has like an actual defensive matchup from one of these SEC uh, wings or even like a Gonzaga wing. Like, I mean, where we've do seen you go? That Tiger happen, Campbell, though, and that was like a five-game stretch where Jalen Clark was averaging twenty points a game. I mean, there's there's we- there's offensive weapons. Like, has Peyton Watson found it offensively? Not really. But there are guys like Jules Bernard and Jalen Clark and David Singleton and Kaiman who can come off the bench. And okay, leave. here's here's my problem with some of the bench pieces of UCLA. Like, they have guys who on individual nights can go off with points, but like, Jules Bernard is not going to defend at a high level. Like, he's basically just he's basically just juicing like two point Like, if Juicing's not That's on, true. you hope Jules Bernard is on, and if Jules Bernard is not on, then you hope that Clark is on. And I'm saying, what happens if they actually face a team with athleticism that can match them? I That's think the tournament experience is very helpful. I think UCLA is currently ranked 11th and it's in defensively, 15th and offensively. I think this is a balanced team. You know, they play pretty slowly. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. But if UCLA beats Arizona in the Pac-12 final, you heard it here first. All I'm going to say is, like, just thinking beyond the, the Pac-12 tournament, like, if I'm you or if I'm, like, a UCLA fan, I hope to God that I don't have to face an SEC team before this week 16. I kind of agree with you. Like those, those quick teams with like, like Arkansas, like if you guys draw Arkansas, like I guess if you're a four seed in Arkansas or who would be the, or Alabama. Okay. So let's say you see yeah. four seed and Bama's a five seed. Like that's a bad matchup. That's a really I agree. bad matchup. L- LSU, LSU is another one. Oh, Even I don't want to say LSU period. I don't, we'll get yeah. to that in SEC, but like I don't want to see LSU in any bracket. I don't know what seed I am, but like I want them as far away from me as possible. <laughs> that team is crazy. Like they're just weird. They're one of those weird teams. Like they're they remind me of Alabama last year in a way that like they're so hot, like hot or cold, hit or miss, but they had the talent to run you out of the gym in the first half. Like yeah. this is a scary team. Okay, like, let's move on from the Pac-12. Let's go on to the Big Ten, um, the best conference. Uh, they're the, the the most competitive conference, I should say. <laughs> I've been studying this for a while now. I've watched basically all these teams play at least six games. Um, I, I'm very well versed in this conference, as are basically all the coaches because they've played everyone like a million times over again and know them in and out. So I'm just going to start off and say my sleeper team for the Big Ten is Iowa. They're playing outstanding basketball as of late. I definitely see a situation where they end up winning the Big Ten tournament. Their offense has been like absolutely incredible, like maybe the best offense in the country since uh, February. Their efficiency numbers are completely off the charts. Um, Keegan Murray is like, I don't know if I've seen, like I was trying to compare Keegan Murray to Luca Garza in terms of their effects on the Iowa team. And I still feel like Keegan Murray's on a different level because he doesn't demand the ball in the post like the entire time. Like he can be used as a decoy as much as he's used as a 
transition player or a guy they can run through in the half court. Like he does so much defensively too. Uh, he does so much rebounding, passing. Man, like he's I was another team that I don't want to face in the tournament early on because like when they're hot, they're hot. And Jordan Mohannon's pulling up from half court and drilling threes. Like that's a bad sign. So I think Iowa can definitely run the table. Another team I would look out for is Michigan State. And I only say this because their first round matchup is Maryland, who, I mean, we know Maryland. Maryland's really, really bad this year. Um, and then they're, they're the seven seed right now. And the two seed is Wisconsin. And I'm, I think I'm at the point where I'm ready for Wisconsin to have that March loss going into the tournament. And I think Michigan State could definitely beat them. So in terms of like who has the best chance to make a run, who's not supposed to win, I think Michigan State and Iowa. Yeah, I honestly am pretty wholeheartedly in agreement. I mean, you really don't want to face any team that has a spark plug like Keegan Murray. I mean, you mentioned it. The other guys, Bohannon. Um, Caffrey, you know, this is a, this is a dangerous team. They always will be. I, I agree with you. I think Michigan State as the seventh seed in the Big Ten is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this team has been in and out of the top 25 all year. I think they have a very legit chance. Well, I mean, they're really game. bad as of now. They're really, really bad. Like they play, I mean, they already right? beat. They already beat Michigan, I mean, Wisconsin. I don't know. Yeah, but 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 like, look at their recent. Like, they've been, like, been pretty terrible. Yeah, like, their recent leads and. Excuse me, not been good. Uh, but you know, it's a team with the talent, and you know, Izzo's got the experience, and you never know. I, you know, uh, we'll see. Um, you know, I, you're 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 not gonna like this. It's the same thing I've been saying all year. Like, I'm gonna pick Purdue to win the Big Ten. Um, you know, like I don't know. Illinois is gonna have to play Michigan and then Iowa. Like, I think Purdue is gonna like play Ohio State, who they'll be, and then probably like either Michigan State Rutgers. or Wisconsin. Like, I, I don't know, know. on the other side. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think Purdue's in the best shape to win the tournament. Like, again, like it, you say, like, oh, you're not going to like this. Like, I've been okay with Purdue. I'm just pointing out the I mean, fact I, that they I can't think, I think Illinois and Purdue are, are the two best teams in the Big Ten. I don't, now, think, I don't think Wisconsin is I'll say this, team. and I'll make a bet on this right now. Going through – the actual March tournament, I think Illinois goes further than Purdue. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think it's just a question of, like, if you don't have someone who is able to play defense on Kofi Coburn, like, you will lose to Illinois, period. And, like, yeah, and I like, think there are very few teams that can adequately do that. Illinois can really shoot the three ball well, too. Like, Alfonso Plummer is, is the best three-point shooter in the Big Ten at 41% on 218 attempts. Wow. Like that's like all that's like maybe best in the country level. And then you got Trent Frazier, who we know is like ice cold late game situations. <laughs> Jacob Granderson. I mean, they got guys like Curbello is Curbello ish this year. But oh, don't even, don't even talk Demonte about Demonte Williams. Like to me, when I look at Illinois, I see a team that's got a really nice big man who can defend. They have outstanding three point shooting. They have solid point guard play. They have depth and they have six year, fifth year players who have been in these situations before. Plus they have a chip on their shoulder losing last year the way they did. I like Illinois. I, like, I, I think Illinois is the best bet for the Big Ten for maybe a Final Four run. I, I agree with you. And I, I think them and Purdue have both have legit chance. I, I think Purdue, I don't, I'd be surprised if they make it past the Elite Eight. I don't think they're really a Final yeah. Four team. But now, I, I would like to hear your opinion on this. Just go through the Big Ten because it's one of those conferences with all these moving parts for tournament teams. Who would you say is solidly in the tournament who do you say is probably in the tournament and who like needs to get some big wins in the big 10 tournament to make um, to get a bit March well illinois wisconsin purdue iowa ohio state michigan state i think everyone's in agreement those are solidly in would you question any of those oh no i'm fine with those i, I would okay. say no i'm fine with those i'm fine with those i think i think michigan is in unless they lose their first matchup they lose indiana but even mm. indiana, indiana the quad one loss or like yeah uh, i agree i think even if they lose to indiana they're out i think if indiana does not beat michigan i mean sorry i meant michigan even if they lose to indiana they're in i think if indiana loses to michigan they're, they're out. out yeah I think, I think they're out I, but i think if I they win they're in i think it's like a winner go home game. i would say rutgers is that is the, the most interesting team for sure. Like I'm in the no same idea. boat. 
personally, I have Rutgers over Indiana in my like bracket like rankings here. Like, and that's just because. Well, I agree with you, but this is a question of if Indy, it's a do you have Rutgers losing like a Rutgers team who just lost to Iowa versus an Indiana team who just beat Michigan? Who do you think? I would take Rutgers. Yeah, you know, I think I would too. Okay, but like again, like Indiana's has been so like their metrics are good. Like Indiana has really solid efficiencies, but like their their records aren't like anything crazy. I mean, they have three quad one wins. They have four quad two losses and a quad three loss. Like, can you can you list Rutgers's quad wins? Yeah. Okay, so Rutgers is all over the place. Like, yeah, I'll I'll say it, but like they're. Okay, so Rutgers is six and five in quad one, like six quad one wins. That's crazy. Jeez, like you can't not put in a team. But wait, but wait. Here's where it gets a little bit dicey. Okay, they're three and four in quad two, which is still like that's fine. That's fine. You want to be five hundred or above in quad two, but like if they're not, they're not. Now here's the problem with their resume. They have two quad three losses and the infamous quad four loss. And now if you look at like oh that those quad three and four losses maybe they're against like. Northwestern at home, right? See, that's where you're wrong. Because they're actually against Lafayette at home, Massachusetts oh. on the road, and DePaul on the road. Like, oh, first God. of all, first of all, who schedules DePaul on the road? You're a Big Ten team. Act like it. Like, don't schedule DePaul on the road. Like, it's so bad. Why do they do that? Oh, God. These losses are really heinous. But and they were all came, in the beginning of the year. Those were all the, like, dude, the quad four loss to Lafayette at home is so brutal. Yeah. It's so brutal. Like, Oof. but again, like, with that being said, I personally, like, and this depends on what the committee does. Like, personally, when I'm looking at these teams' records, I value quad one wins and losses more than I value, like, quad three and four wins and losses. And that's just because, like, I think the tournament's about, like, beating good teams. And like, yeah, the ability to be good like, teams. Like, yeah, you're gonna have blunders, but like, unless you're a one seed, you're not gonna play like a quad, yeah, three team. Like, and so like that's for me why I I like Rutgers personally. I think Rutgers is gonna like at least win their f- second round, I guess, matchup against whoever. I think either Northwestern or no, it's Iowa, right? No, because they have a bye. There's four teams that have a bye. It's it's Wisconsin. Yeah, but Purdue. no, Rutgers is a double bye. Yeah, they have a so don't they play the winner? They play of, the winner of Iowa and and then like Nebraska or Northwestern. So they'll play oh, Iowa. They do. So they'll play yeah. Iowa. Ooh, that that makes it a little bit harder because then they that's what I was saying. Iowa they're probably going to lose to Iowa, but I still I honestly still think they're in even if they lose to Iowa. But then what about Indiana? Like if if Indiana loses to Michigan, like if it's a close game. Well, no. What I was saying, what I was saying was, if Rutgers loses to Iowa and win no games, or if Indiana beats Michigan, do you put them both in? You, you can't put them one? both in. You can't put them both in. I, I think. I think. Listen. I mean, I like them more than these ACC no, 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 no. How teams. How about this? How about but... this? How about this? Indiana beats Michigan. Um, Michigan moves to the play-in game in the 11th seed at Dayton. Indiana takes their takes their like solid spot in. But I don't think Indiana jumps to Michigan. Like I'm comparing resumes, and Michigan's is just better, like objectively. Yeah, I, I don't think Indiana's. Like I, I don't like. Okay. Well, teams, like Rutgers could pull off an upset. Indiana, like they're not going to win a game. Now, can we talk about how upsetting it would be if Rutgers has all those big wins and ends up still missing the tournament? They definitely could. They could lose to Iowa. And the committee could say screw off, and you know, despite six quad one wins, holy crap! Which which is why it's so stupid that all of these ACC teams end up getting the upper hand. I head. agree. Do like when, how many like Wake Forest, Miami, and Notre Dame have how many quad one wins combined? I that's know. I was about to say that. I think they have six combined. Yeah, if that. I mean, come on. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, that was the Big Ten. There, let's move on to the SEC. Maybe my favorite conference. I, I said this about every conference, but I think they're going to be my favorite conference to watch, um, at least in the tournament, because I think there are five teams who can legitimately win it. Like, I don't know about you, but I think that if I'm like Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, like, I'm still nervous. I guess like you're fine get heading into March because you have an auto bid, pretty high seed, but like teams like LSU, Alabama, and Florida. Would not surprise me one bit if they make it to the championship game in the SEC and maybe end up winning it. 
I was talking about LSU, Alabama, and Florida, kind of those those teams that are I mean, LSU and Alabama are probably in the field no matter what. Florida I think Florida needs a couple of wins. I let me pull up the what the bracket looks like. But uh, you know, this team like I mean Auburn and Kentucky are, are they are they both projected one seeds right now? No. I think they're both Kentucky's so, not just Auburn. Kentucky's I not. mean Bruce Pearl has done such a good job with the star, how many starters left and how many people transferred out. Um, I mean, this Auburn team, and I think Auburn and Kentucky are two of like the only five, six potential title teams. I mean, they're that good. I think Tennessee also has their days, you know, defensively, super good. Uh, let's see what they are in Ken Palm. Third defensively, uh, they could shut down anybody, you know, make some teams shoot 20%. Auburn loses to them, whatever. Arkansas, you know, maybe I'll let you talk about, but like another very sneaky, like team that will be underseeded. You know, LSU, very talented. So, you know, like a very different team than last year. But, you know, like they've been really good defensively too. Like it's it's a little different than the SEC we're used to, the super high. Yeah, so you cut off a little bit. Uh, we'll try to get you back on. Uh, you know, even Kentucky, these really good defensive rebounding teams, and you, you know, play not very fast and, you know, get a lot of blocks. And uh, I mean, yeah. Did you, yeah. Pick a, did you pick a champion or not yet? Uh, not yet. Um, in terms of my champion pick, I'd probably pick Auburn. Um, I think that they're at least an SEC play, like their forwards between Kessler and, and Jabari Smith, really unguardable. And, Again, Auburn, their season is going to depend on the play of Wendell Green Jr. Because he's like he's that he's like that missing piece. Like Auburn's a championship roster if Wendell Green Jr. is playing like good basketball. Whereas if he's not on, that's when you can end up losing to an eight seed. Like I, that's my problem with this team is because I, I think they're again their forwards are awesome, but March is all about guard play, and it's all about can guards create their own shots, create open looks, play the pick and roll correctly, and I don't know if Katie Johnson can do that all by himself. So for that reason, I mean again like Auburn should win the SEC tournament at least, um, or they're my pick. But I'm really buying stocks in, in these lower teams. I'm looking at Arkansas, LSU, and Alabama. And I got to come up with like a cool name for them. Like, maybe like, like the Three Amigos or something. Like, I, I need to come up with a name for them because I'm going to be picking, depending on matchups, like all three of them to maybe move on to like at least the, the second round of the, of the NCAA tournament. And probably two of those teams I'll have in my Sweet 16. Like that's I even think good. Florida. I even think Florida's better than all these terrible ACC teams. The problem, the, with, the problem with Florida is Florida's got zero depth whatsoever, and they really struggle with guard play. Like that's one team that at like their best player, Colin Castleton's a seven foot big man. Like that's true. Um, I'm gonna take Auburn too. I'm looking at the first of all. I, I you know. I think them and Kentucky are the two teams in this conference. And I think Kentucky, I th yeah, I, I think that, you know, Sheboy can only do so much at the end of the day. And the only time this team, I think Kentucky beats elite teams is when, you know, one of these guards makes five threes, um, which, you know, you can't totally rely on. The, the In terms of what the actual bracket looks like, Auburn looks like they'll probably have to play Florida and then the winner of Arkansas and LSU, which is not – too bad. Kentucky, on the other hand, is going to have to probably play Bama and Tennessee before making the championship. You know, I think Tennessee is a very legit shot at beating Kentucky. Uh, they, have they already done it? Uh, yeah, I think they did it earlier. Yeah, no, they did no, it yeah, in, they did. Uh, in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I watched that game. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think ten, you know, God, this is a really good conference. I mean, even like Vanderbilt's the 11th seed in this conference, and like they're like obviously not a tournament team or anything, but like these are some solid teams. Like we saw, I don't think I don't think Florida will end up making the tournament, even if they beat uh, even if they beat Texas A&M. I think they would have to beat Auburn, which I don't think will happen. But I think Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU, and Bama are all like 
I could very easily like I think all six of those teams will make the round of thirty two. Those are strong tournament teams. Like all those right. are strong teams. Um let's move on, I guess, to the Big Twelve. Um, a last one we're gonna be doing going to in depth with. But this one's an interesting conference. I feel like similar to the SEC, there's again the favorites in Baylor and Kansas, but I actually am buying stock like in these lower teams like Texas Tech and, and Texas and maybe even listen, Oklahoma back against the wall, needing to win probably three games in the Big Twelve tournament to get a bid. Like anything could happen. Like I could definitely see Texas somehow choking a game against Oklahoma. That's 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 their brand for sure. Uh looks like TCU is pretty solidly in. Oh yeah, TCU's in. Iowa State's pretty solidly in. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think Kansas or Baylor will win this tournament. Um, I'm gonna pull up the bracket. But you know, again, this is another one of those conferences that like Iowa State went seven and eleven in this conference and like they're pretty solid. Like they were a top ten team at one point this year. Texas Tech. Okay, but that was hot. so fluky. That that like one week when Iowa State was ranked number eight was so weird. That was everyone so knew fun. they didn't. We, we went on the podcast and we were like, oh, maybe and like no. But we all knew that they did not belong there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where, all right. You want to make a pick? Bracket. So Kansas plays the winner of West Virginia and K State. Then they play Texas or TCU. So I think Kansas is going to make the final. Uh, but, you know, t- Texas, did they lose? Did Kansas lose to Texas at some point? They might have. Uh, no, I think Kansas might have beaten them twice. Um, look, no, they did. Texas beat, oh, did. Uh, beat Kansas. Uh, hmm. But Reese, Texas just played Kansas, and Kansas won at home. The other side, Baylor plays Oklahoma. Hell, Oklahoma could they, – they could beat Baylor. I don't know, um, and if I think they need to beat Baylor. No, no. Right now, Oklahoma is is not sitting well going into. If Oklahoma beats Baylor, do you think they're in? I mean, I don't know what they're. No, called. I think they need to win the whole thing. I think they need to win the whole thing. Look at their record. Hold up. Look at yeah, their record. Yeah. Right now, they're they're seventeen and fourteen, and they're seven eleven in conference. Wow. Listen to like, some of these games. Texas Tech plays Ohio. They plays Iowa State round one. That'll be a fun one. I'll tell you what. Can I get my pick out real quick for the, sure. for the Big Twelve? It is the sure. Texas Tech Red Raiders. Wow! I've been a huge fan all year. They are like really strong in tournament settings because on your like second game in three days, you don't want to match up with Texas Tech in that that uh, no middle off or no middle defense that's been terrorizing non conference teams. Since the Chris Beard era, but uh, <laughs> Texas Tech is good, and Texas Tech will win games in this tournament, and Texas Tech will win games in March Madness. Texas Tech's eighteen and zero at home. That, especially in this conference, that's pretty freaking insane. Yo, um, t- I'm gonna go with Kansas. About... What's up? Yeah, no, continue, continue. I was just gonna make a point after. I, I was. I'm gonna say Kansas just because Texas Tech. Has to play Iowa State and Baylor, and Baylor has to play Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Kansas, I think, has a much easier route in terms of they just have to be like any kind of a wimpy Texas team. Um, you know, Texas Tech, obviously, they've been really good. They've been, you know, uh, the defense, as you were just talking about. But they, they have some, some weird losses. They have a lot of good wins. I mean, they beat Tennessee on the road, non-conference. They beat Baylor. They beat Kansas. They beat Texas. I remember, uh, they beat Texas. They beat, damn, they beat Baylor twice. They beat Texas twice. But, like, they just lost to Oklahoma State. They just lost to TCU. They lost to Kansas State. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I trust. I, I got to watch some. I don't know how many Texas Tech games I've watched. I'd love to watch them one or two. Um, yeah, again, you, you cut off a little bit. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll wrap up that segment for now um, until you come back. But so that kind of like wraps up our conference look-aheads or projections, I guess. Um, and now just to wrap it up real quick, I just want maybe two or three sleeper picks 
coming into March Madness, let's say you're a two seed, you're a three seed, you're a four seed. Here are the teams you don't want to see as your first round matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just like alternate maybe. Uh, Go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we I already talked about it, uh, so I won't too much. But I think Memphis is more like just like in terms of talent, in terms of you know, it's hard to know whether this whole like dynamic freshman thing is going to work out or these, you know, fifth and sixth year guys, tournament experience guys are better. And, you know, Duke and Kentucky really haven't won that many championships since they sort of transitioned to these freshman phenom things. So it's interesting. And I don't think Memphis is by any stretch as a final four team or anything, but they are definitely a team that can lock you down for 40 minutes. And I think could beat, you know, one of these, definitely one of these like slower big 10 teams or, you know, I don't think they match up great with some of these like SEC teams, maybe or Big Twelve even, but uh, there's someone to watch out for. Yeah, I would say, and again, like we don't even know if this team's gonna make the field anyways because they haven't ended their conference tournament. But I think North Texas, um, out of the conference USA, is really a team yeah. you don't want to see right now. They're 21st in defensive efficiency, um, and they have one quad one win, which is really interesting. Uh, they have been really, really dominant in their conference. They should win uh, their conference tournament, but again, like, <laughs> that conference is filled with some random teams like UAB, and uh, I'm pretty sure the other... Who's the other team in that? Anyways, um, Conference USA is really up for grabs. I think te- North Texas should win, but they have a really good roster. Um, they have a bunch of seniors on that team. Uh, they can shoot the three ball pretty well. Like, I wouldn't want to see them as maybe like a 13 seed if, if I'm a four seed. Yeah. Um, another team I'll mention who I think is projected around the nine that could end up as like a 10 because of their tournament performance, but that's San Francisco. Uh, the WCC is going to be a three bid conference. They're good, dude. They should. Um, they should. And Santa I totally Clara, agree. listen, Santa Clara should have won the other day, and I think they would have gotten a bid. This could have been a four bid conference. Well, I think they would have like, taken it. But. Everyone's like, oh, Gonzaga, you know, thinking that was conference, whatever. San Francisco, this, like, this is a – just lost to Gonzaga on the road by 10 points. I mean, I don't even think – I mean, UCLA didn't even play Gonzaga nearly that close. This team, like, they, they rattled off, like, eight – they were, like, 18-1 and one or something to start the year. Like, very sneaky, like – I, they've had a couple bad losses, like Portland and Grand Canyon, but like nobody cares how many quad three losses you have in March. They care about if guys like Bouye is gonna average seventeen points a game. I mean, like I this so, is <laughs> I was so I was so waiting for you to like really butcher the last. I was like, how is he gonna pronounce the last name? Like, let's see this. Yeah, here. Booyah. Yeah. Oh, I'll try the, the second leading scorer, uh, Yawin Masaki and Khalil Shabazz. Okay. That, that oh, yeah. Like- Actually, I, I watched this game, I think, when they just played Gonzaga, or at least some of it. And it was like, Shabazz was there. He's an impact player. This is a good team. Dude, St. Mary's, like, Mary's is like a legit five seed, like a good five seed. Yeah, I agree with you. This is like top to bottom. Like, there are like, there have been like oh like ooh seven eight seed and these are bad teams like Michigan State is projected as an eight seed dude I'll and tell you what like I don't want to see Michigan as an eleven seed if you're like the three seed on that side I totally agree with you any team that's preseason ranked in the top five oh my god like it's it's time to say that like like Michigan not so long ago beat Purdue by twenty they yeah. went on the road and beat Ohio State without Dickinson like. I mean, and I'm a Michigan fan. It's like, I know this team really well. And, like, if they get a certain matchup, like, they're going to be unguardable. Like, their offense has been elite the entire year. It's just their defense is a little bit non-existent. But, again, it's March Madness. Like, we're not in the Big Ten anymore where you need an elite defense to win games. Like, you can win games by just outscoring people. That's true. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, like – Auto qual 14, 15, 16. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, I come with those. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me give you a team, their first bid ever 
in, in March Madness. They come from the Big South Conference. They have a really cool mascot and like an interesting name. They are the Longwood. Um, hold up, what's their mat? I, I looked it up before. Like their mascot. Lancers. The Longwood Lancers. Okay. And now some of you might be like, okay, like this is a team from the Big South. Like it's their first tournament. Like they're not very good, but this team is actually like legit. Like <laughs> they're twenty six and six. Okay, they're fifteen and one in conference. They like have players who can like play at a high level. Like they're good. Like they're a good team. Like I don't know how to like best to say this without like going back on like what just I've watched them play a couple of times. But um, they're pretty impressive. Like if there's one like Oral Roberts type team or like Florida Gulf Coast a couple of years ago who can like make a run and beat a two seed, like I would say that it would be Longwood over Wisconsin as a week two seed. <laughs> which would be hilarious but uh no watch out for longwood that's all i'm gonna say yeah if i had to pick one that's probably of the 15 and 16 that's probably who i'd take too the one i will talk about is, is like briefly is chattanooga um i watched this team play like a whole oh my god i watched them play Furman in the championship today. it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, during finals week though during finals week my, my finals aren't until next week. I was like, it, was, it was it was on. I was liking it's whatever. Um, this team, like they're actually defensively like very solid. They were good rebounding. Uh, they were they play super slow. They're like over three hundredth in tempo, which could give some of these like if they get matched up with like one of these top like even like. You know, an Auburn type team like the, the Jack. The keyword for the podcast is SEC team. Yeah, they're like our yeah, our model. It's great. Good, bad, but just SEC team. <laughs> if they play an SEC team, I don't know. This game, like it was so over. This guy made a layup with three seconds left, and then a dude, like a fifth-year senior who was like 0 for 8 from three, pulled up from like the half court with like dudes falling on top of them and just I it's just crazy. Uh, you cut off again, but oh, I, I, feel like, I feel like we at the point. Yeah. Sorry, I might have cut out, said. but like, we oh my God, I'm going to watch whatever that. first round game they get matched up. Okay. With that being said, uh, it was a lot of fun. We're going to get a uh, hopefully awesome conference tournaments this week. We'll maybe do some of that recap and then go into our special episode, which is our uh, full length March Madness after this little podcast bracket, which is always fun after Selection Sunday. Uh, we'll see y'all next week and have fun watching college basketball and go blue. Go birds.